welcome to another uh, episode of uh, Founder's Journey. I'm Josh Pigford. Uh, what do I do? What's, what's my job? What do I do? I'm the founder of Bear Metrics, uh, analytics for Stripe, bearmetrics.com. And uh, this is a podcast about being a founder. And um, hopefully you don't hate it. So uh, this week we're going to talk about customer feedback. So a couple of weeks ago we talked, or actually I think last week, we um, not on the podcast, but on the blog, we wrote about um, using customer feedback or automating customer feedback. Now this week we're going to talk about um, using customer feedback that you've received to make changes to your product. Um, and in our case, we actually overhauled a huge part of our product based on customer feedback. So um, while customer feedback is crucial to your startup, it's also something that most founders kind of have this love-hate relationship with, right? So how do you decide if feedback is valuable or not? Uh, how do you keep complaints from dragging you down? Where do you draw the line on letting feedback from uh, your customers steer your company. Um, so we'll take a look at uh, answers to those questions uh, along with uh, how this has played out with Bear Metrics and then a little uh, announcement about how the customer feedback that we've received is changing a core part of Bear Metric. So first, let's, let's talk about there's a, a couple of types of feedback that you should be collecting. There's solicited and unsolicited. So with solicited feedback, you're actively going out and asking questions of your customers. You're sending surveys, emails, and in-app messages. Uh, this is the type of feedback that happens kind of in predictable intervals because you're the one that's going out and saying, hey, I want your feedback now. So NPS surveys have been uh, the most consistent way for us to get regular feedback. Um, and in addition to those, we, we send a series of lifecycle emails when customers sign up to uh, also sort of prompt for feedback about what their experience has been um, using bare metrics thus far or even why they signed up, which can kind of offer some insight into why they're using your product at all. Um, and then as well as uh, product research messages that we, we use, um, that, that we send via intercom. Um, now, unsolicited feedback is what you'll get the, the majority of the time. Um, and it's the random emails that you get. It's help desk tickets and tweets and Facebook messages and all that stuff that come in at totally erratic times that uh, you just don't know. You get a huge flood of them. Uh, on some like random Thursday, and then all of a sudden you're buried in all this feedback that you didn't expect to come in. So both types of feedback uh, are valuable, but how you collect and take action on that feedback is even more important. So um, how do you organize the feedback? If, if you just read the feedback and never act on it, then you've wasted everybody's time. You've wasted your customer's time because they sent it in and then it just kind of basically goes to a black hole. And then you've wasted your own time because uh, you could have spent that time learning how to better improve your, your product. Now, there isn't one right or best way to uh, to organize it, but the key here is just to do it and then to do it consistently. So at Bear Metrics, we have a couple of places that we organize uh, the feedback that we receive. So we use uh, Asana for project management, but really any list-making project management tool, whether that's Trello or Basecamp or whatever, will do the trick here. So um, we have a, a product ideas project in Asana um, that we add items to as customers or our team suggest things. And then we can add comments to those items as necessary and then prioritize them 
based on uh, the number of requests we receive or the business value that the, uh, they'll add. Then we also use uh, Intercom. Um, and so Intercom is great for understanding the context in which feedback was given. Um, and it, like any help desk software is kind of, I mean, the, ultimately that's kind of what I'm, what we're going after here is when we, when we want to understand the context of feedback. So the, the feature request that they, that was made, was it the result of some bug that they noted that, that, uh, that they had some problem they had with your software? Were they frustrated when they sent in the request? Uh, how did your team leave the conversation with them? So when doing product research, uh, we'll tag messages that customers send in. So it's, it's easy to find them all later. And then we'll also tag customers for beta features so we can automatically message the correct segment of users when we start beta testing something. So, um, and, and many of the points of feedback in Asana end up linking back to that conversation on Intercom. So there's, there's a decent amount of overlap there. And kind of each feature request ends up sort of painting this picture of why the request exists and the potential bus- business uh, benefit from it. So you've got all this feedback, but how do you decide what to do with it? Between this product ideas board that we have and thousands of intercom messages and all sorts of Twitter conversations, figuring out what's actually important can be kind of difficult. So value here, I mentioned earlier that, you know, um, trying to understand the business value. So value is kind of a relative term, especially when you're, when you're talking about the earlier stages of your business. Your metrics for success or, or what you need to get to the next goal in your business is highly unique to your stage of business. So while the answer to what is quote unquote valuable may be relative, the need for establishing what the next milestone or success metrics are for you uh, are not. As that's that's kind of how you ultimately determine what feedback is valuable. Uh, it's easy to let the vocal minority pull you in the wrong direction, but that happens a lot less frequently when you know what it is you're after. So once you've solidified what the next steps are that your business needs to take, determining how to value the feedback becomes pretty simple and, and takes a really small amount of time to decide if you should ignore or give weight to a customer's feedback. Um, Maybe what you need more than anything is profitability. So doing anything that delays the profitability is is bad feedback or, or feedback that's not useful for you at your current stage. Maybe you need users more than you need money. So any feature that slows down signups is a bad move. So you get the idea. But let's uh, take a look at a real world example here. So um, when I first uh, built the first version of, of Bear Metrics, my goals were really simple. Uh, I just wanted a basic set of revenue metrics for the business that I was running at the time. So it solved my problems. And then I came came to find out that it solved problems for quite a few other businesses as well. So um, the foundation of nearly all of our metrics came down to two things, monthly recurring revenue and customers, namely if those customers were active or not. So lots of other metrics flow out of um, what your monthly recurring revenue is and then the the customers and their flow between active and inactive and my my dogs are totally ruining this thank you baxter i appreciate that you're ruining this for everyone yeah you should be ashamed all right so back 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 to our podcast here so the foundation of nearly all our metrics came down to those those two things monthly recurring revenue and, and customers so for the past year and a half of our existence we based these metrics on charges so literally the charge that goes through um, on the credit card. And and internally, we called this charge-based MRR. 
Now, my thinking was, was that this was the most accurate way to calculate MRR and decide whether a customer was active or not. If they paid you, they were active, and that money counted towards MRR. And if they didn't, they were no longer active and did not count towards MRR, which sounds easy enough, right? Then we started growing, and hundreds of businesses start using our platform, and we start noticing unusual holes in this method. After you start doing anything across lots of businesses, uh, across huge data sets, you start noticing these really you know, weird things can kind of crop up. So failed charges would cause unexpected dips and spikes. Delays from Stripe with uh, on their end of running charges would wreak havoc because it was unpredictable of when you'd see charges drop off. And then there's this whole issue of months not having an equal number of days, right? So February has 28 days. And so on February 28th, uh, Stripe would charge four days worth of data uh or charge four days worth of, of subscriptions all in a single day. So you'd have this huge spike in revenue because of that one short month. There were just lots of these weird things that would happen because of the charge-based method. And the more we talked to customers, the more we realized it was actually a, a pretty big source of distrust. Um, many were understandably kind of wary of the metrics because they were all over the place with with no obvious rhyme or reason, at least to them. I and mean, we, we understood why the things were happening, but at the end of the day, there was no way to to really kind of back up a lot of the metrics because it came down to data inconsistencies because of Stripe. So finally, uh, at our team retreat uh, in January, we, we started throwing around this idea of changing the basis of MRR and customers from charges to subscriptions or, or the state of a subscription. And the more that we researched this and the more we tied that back to the pros, um, the more that we tied back the pros as solutions to the complaints that we were seeing from customers, the, the more it kind of just made sense. So, so using this method lets us surface significantly more detailed insights. And after about six months of, of development, we're actually able to start rolling all of this stuff out to our customers now. And the customers benefit from a lot more stable metrics, um, a lot more predictable metrics, and ultimately a lot more detailed insights because you're able to see exactly what makes up the changes in things like MRR that weren't possible with charge-based uh, metrics. So none of these changes would have happened had we been overly dogmatic about the path we were on. In all honesty, I was dogmatic about it for too long, which I do think temporarily hurt us, but the feedback that we received from people testing things out has been really positive. So I think we're headed in the right direction again. So the, the takeaway here is that it's crucial to not only listen to customers, but to also understand the motivation for their feedback. So customers would complain about random bugs or saying that they don't understand their numbers or why did MRR drop on one day, but then spike the next day. And we could try to explain it. But at the end of the day, they were just saying, I don't trust the metrics or um, I need to see why the numbers changed and be able to see exactly what customer actions made that up. And so understanding the motivation for that stuff ultimately lets us build the right request instead of just trying to answer the top level question. So that's, uh, that's this week's episode. Um, thanks for listening. And you can add comments to the, to this article on the blog, bearmetrics.com slash blog. I apologize to the dog about the dogs. You've probably heard lots of sneezing and snorting. Baxter and Sophia, the pugs, uh, are really noisy. So I'm um, sorry for the snorts and sneezes. Sounds it's disgusting. Um, okay, I think I think that's all. Oh, if you like this, uh, leave a rating on iTunes. That goes a long way. Uh, shoot me an email if you have any questions. Josh at bearmetrics.com. 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Spigford or check out Bear Metrics at bearmetrics.com. And I think that's all. I need some more coffee. Thanks for listening.